Welcome to episode 13 of the Greater Manchester Chamber of Commerce podcast. This episode contains audio from our Chamber Live event on the 1st of September 2020, which was hosted by our Policy, Campaigns and Communications Director, Chris Fletcher. In this episode, Chris is joined by Ruby Golo from Global Trade Consult and Emmanuel Mayingi from Athena Consulting, who are both GMCC approved suppliers in Africa. We also catch up with Will Taylor from our skills department, who provides an update on the skills brokerage program. Elliot Hall from our membership team and Nathan Chu, general manager of Chamber Space, also discuss the benefits of the members lounge here at the Chamber. And finally, our head of research, Subakrishnan Harihara, brings us up to speed on our GM Chamber recovery tracker, providing insights into the impact of COVID-19 on businesses throughout Greater Manchester. Welcome, good afternoon to uh, this week's uh, Chamber Live briefing. It's the 1st of September already, where is the year going? Uh, it's absolutely amazing and uh, all this about the meteorological start of autumn and all this, that and the other, but uh, there's certainly definitely a bit more of a chill in the air these mornings and whatever as the year is progressing at an ever-increasing rate. Uh, but welcome to uh, anyone that's joining us for the first time on one of these events. Uh, if you've never been on one of these before, hopefully you'll, uh, you'll find this very informative and action-packed for the next 30 or 40 minutes. Let me just ask everyone, please, just to put their uh, microphones on mute and we don't get any weird noises coming up in the background and whistling and one thing and another. Uh, if you do want to add into anything that we're going to hear about over the next half hour or so, please use the chat box on the side there uh, and just put your questions in there. Myself or a colleague will either pick it up and, uh, and answer it or uh, we'll, we'll get back to you in some other way uh, going forward. Uh, for those of you that have joined us before, thank you and welcome back uh, for another um, Chamber Live event. We will be recording this uh, and what we're going to do is we'll, uh, we'll publish this on our YouTube channel uh, and also podcast it out in the next 24 hours as well. So if there's any bits you wanted to catch up on or you weren't quite sure what was going on, you can watch it again uh, over the next 24 hours. So that's uh, an extra little bonus for you. We have got a, a really packed uh, event coming up today for you. Some uh, very exciting stuff as well. There's some things uh, for the first time as well, which, uh, which is always a, a good thing. Uh, we've also got all the latest news and updates and everything and a little piece about what we're doing here in, uh, in Elliott House at the Chairman Headquarters as well, just to keep everyone up to speed with, uh, with all the latest developments. Uh, but one of the first things I'd like to do, first of all, is to welcome two very special guests uh, from overseas. We've got Ruby Golo from Ghana and Emmanuel Maingi, who's just joined us live from Kenya as well. And they're going to be talking a little bit about some of the services uh, that we do through our trade team. But first of all, I'd just like to ask Amy Swindles just to say a few words uh, about our approved suppliers uh, and what they're doing, and then we'll get chatting to, uh, to both Ruby and Emmanuel in a minute. Amy, over to you. Thanks, Chris. Hi, everyone. Afternoon. Um, I just wanted to really come on and introduce our next two speakers. As I'm sure you're aware, uh, the international trade team, we support companies who are looking to find new customers, distributors overseas, looking at doing a bit of market research. We currently have uh, over 30 suppliers and partners we work with who help us out around the globe and they cover 90 countries. So Africa is a, a new continent um, and we've got our first representatives working with us in, in Ghana and Kenya. 
Um, so yeah, back over to you, Chris, and they can introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about the members they're currently working with and, and how they're helping them to enter the African market. Okay, that's great. Thanks very much, Amy. Ruby, I'll, I'll come to you first of all and welcome uh, very much. And this is one of the things, I suppose, through doing these type of events now, uh, through uh, the wonders of Zoom and one thing and another, uh, the fact that we can uh, have these sort of conversations and uh, it seems natural really, doesn't it, to, to do this stuff. So even just introduce yourself a little bit, first of all, before we get into uh, what, what, what services and, and uh, activity you, you'll be doing. Uh, what, what, what is it you actually do then, Ruby? Hi everyone, my name is Ruby Golo, I'm founder and CEO of Global Trade Consult, uh, based here in Accra, Ghana. Um, just to give a bit of background, I, I used to work with uh, the British High Commission here in Accra for 17 years, um, um, formerly called UKTI and now DIT Ghana, and I left there in 2016 to set up my own consultancy firm called Global Trade Consult, and I've been doing this uh, full-time since. Um, basically, uh, we provide uh, business support services to foreign companies uh, looking to set up uh, their business in Ghana. So you could have a product or you could have a service and uh, looking for new markets, and Ghana definitely is, is, is one of the countries in Africa to consider. Um, so on the call today, I'll, I'll be happy to um, explain the opportunities that are available and the support that is uh, available from my team as well. Thank That's you, Chris. Great. Thanks very much, Ruby. And I'd also just like to uh, just ask Emmanuel to join us. Emmanuel, you're joining us from Kenya uh, and uh, a little bit about yourself and, and what you can do. Oh, hi. Yeah. Thanks, Chris, for this opportunity. Uh, my name is Emmanuel Maingi, uh, based out in Nairobi, Kenya. Um, just uh, my background is uh, I used to work. Actually, Ruby was my... Uh, let, me, let, let me switch, switch PCs. PCs. There we go. <laughs> Are you getting me now? Yeah, we can see you. Yeah, we can hear you. Sorry, I was just switching systems. So yes, so my name is Emmanuel Maingia, based out in Nairobi, Kenya. Uh, I used to work for um, UK Trade and Investment, which is now uh, Department for International Trade, which was based at uh, the British High Commission Nairobi. And um, I left the organization in 2016 May, uh, where I founded uh, Athena Consulting, a company that basically provides uh, support to international firms or entrepreneurs looking basically to internationalize their business into this region. So uh, our coverage mainly is uh, Kenya, Uganda, and Tanzania. Um, where we work with associates um, um, and uh, project prof uh, professionals who are normally on call. So I'd be happy to talk more about uh, our services as we go on uh, with this session. So thank you. Okay, thanks very much, Emmanuel. Ruby, just going back to you there. What, what sort of help can you give uh, Greater Manchester Chamber of Commerce members or indeed any business uh, if, if they're looking to, to move into Ghana? What, what are the type of uh, examples of help that you can give? Okay, we, we do have a wide range of services uh, that can be tailored specifically to any uh, members um, in needs. So it can range from uh, conducting a market research. Uh, it could be us organizing seminars, workshops, 
um, it could be a trade visits. Um, maybe you have members who have never been to Ghana. We can help them with the logistics, um, do meet and greet at the airport, um, put together a full uh, visit program, accompany them to the meetings and add local knowledge, etc. So it actually depends on what the client is looking to achieve um, here in Ghana. Excellent. And what, what, what sort of opportunities are there? What, what, what's the main sort of growth sectors at, at the present moment in time in, in Ghana? I think they are various, um, but um, because of time, so I can allow others to speak. Um, at the moment, because of the, uh, the new normal, um, a lot of people are working from home. Um, we have most of the schools uh, have closed and people are looking to engage virtually. So we do have a lot of private schools looking for IT platforms where they can uh, better engage with parents and their students. Um, we do have um, appetite uh, for IT related um, systems or devices. For instance, uh, mobile health, where um, people in the rural areas are not able to access healthcare systems. So I, I, I recently had somebody looking into that space as well. So any UK company that has the solutions to provide mobile health, um, I'll be happy to talk to that person or anyone in the educational space uh, looking to um, take advantage of the opportunities. I'll, I'll be happy to talk to that person as well. Okay, very timely that as well, because uh, today over in England and Wales, uh, it's the start of the new school year as well. And I think some of the issues there about remote learning will probably come up uh, in the distant future as well. So that's, that's very timely. Uh, Emmanuel, the same questions to you as well. What, what sort of help and services can you offer uh, to businesses looking to move into Kenya and the other areas you cover? And also, what, what, what are the opportunities at present? What sort of you know, growth sectors are there in, in, in the country? Uh, yeah, so basically for us, uh, the, the, um, the, the services that we're able to offer companies, uh, your members are um, uh, sector-specific or general market research, whereby uh, an individual firm um, would like to know more about a particular sector or industry uh, before they actually commit uh, any investment or before they even look into doing business within that specific area. Uh, trade missions, that is outward trade missions from the UK into these markets. Uh, and in fact, right now, um, we are in discussion with Ruby how we'd want to uh, host a virtual trade mission uh, in partnership with the Chamber, but that is something that we can discuss separately. Um, uh, also identification of high value opportunities. So we are able to build a, a pipeline of high value uh, projects. So we are talking about, for example, if you, some of your members are into infrastructure development, those kind of things. Um, uh, we can, uh, for example, when it comes to oil and gas, you can have someone who's a specialist in front-end engineering. So those are some of the things that we're able to offer. Then B2B activities that can be tied in with the trade missions. Um, uh, as well as business development and market intelligence collection. The intelligence side of things is whereby if you're in a particular sector and you want to keep track of uh, that particular sector and opportunities, so we're able to uh, keep you up to date. And that goes out every fortnight just to uh, for those uh, companies that are working with us. Then we also do product research and placement um, depending on how a client would want to go. Some may want to go with 
um, a, a, a locally established distributor or one may want to start uh, running a virtual office which we can represent them and then as the business scales over we can now then hand them over to their own independent operation um, investment uh, opportunities and i'm going to talk that uh, in the opportunities when highlighting the opportunity in this market then local business repre uh, representation and inward investment uh, facilitation on the opportunities at the moment, in fact, there are a number that have been I've shared with uh, Amy. And uh, in, in infrastructure, we have uh, projects around affordable housing, which falls under the big four agenda of the Office of the President. Um, and I have a life project that actually requires uh, funding to the tune of $150 million. Uh, there's renewable energy. Uh, one of the projects, in fact, it's a life project. A former colleague and a friend uh, is looking, currently looking for a, a waste to energy um, company that has a lot of experience in that sector for them to form a JV because the Kenya Electricity Generating Company is looking for a consultant to be able to come up with uh, the model of how actually that plant will be built. Nairobi, uh, it's going to be based in Nairobi, it's going to be generating, uh, Nairobi generates 3,000 tons of waste per day and they want to see how they can convert that to energy. And then um, we have uh, industrial production. So we are in discussion with a special economic zone whereby they, they'd want to attract a number of companies that would want to set up operations within there. And of course, um, um, if you understand how uh, special economic zones operate, it's to the advantage of the company itself and they wouldn't be under the laws of the country until they are exporting those goods to a particular territory or country. Um, then there's a fintech uh, opportunity whereby a business associ associate has started a firm. They've already raised $5 million, but now they're looking to raise $20 million. And this is basically to support the supply chain for FMCG. They already have a partner, an off-taker, now is being able now to get the capital to be able to finance uh, invoice um, discounting. Uh, and then, uh, as Ruby mentioned, given you know the current situation right now, um, everything is shifting online. So a lot of uh, institution or institutions of higher learning, as well as high schools, are actually looking for IT platforms that are um, not too heavy or not too hardware dependent. Uh, something more like Zoom, but something, of course, that is tailored to um, an educational institution. But of course, that is price sensitive because these markets are very uh, sensitive to costing. So that's pretty much it for my. Okay, that's super. I'm just conscious of, of, of time, and it's it's fantastic to have you have you both on. Uh, and the main thing about this is that we we've got access to people like Ruby and Emmanuel uh, through our trade team here at the chamber. And, you can just hear off, off this very brief conversation that we've had the level of expertise and contacts that they've got in country. So if you're looking at exporting to a particular country, we've got fantastic people uh, there on the ground that are willing to help businesses uh, to grow and expand in, in the country and really hold hands with people to make that job an awful lot easier. We are going to have to move on. So Emmanuel, Ruby, thank you very much for, for joining us. Uh, it is definitely the furthest I've had a, a Zoom conversation with anybody over the last five or six months and it's uh, it's, it's just a, a great feeling to be able to speak to people on a different continent uh, about business but it's also very interesting listening to you as well because some of the issues and some of the growth sectors that you've got we've got here in the UK as well so there's always that synergy wherever you go in the world business talking to business 
there's always some very, very common denominators within that. Thank you very much for your time. And uh, hopefully we will be in touch again. And if anybody's got any further questions or follow up, please get in touch with Amy here in the trade team very much. Thanks, Ruby. Thank you, Emmanuel. So uh, our next uh, slot today, I'd like to welcome back Will Taylor from our, our skills team here at the Chamber. Will talked to us a few weeks ago about the skills brokerage programme. Uh, and uh, for the benefit of anyone that missed that, Will, could you uh, just reintroduce yourself and also a little bit uh, about what you do here at the Chamber? Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Chris. So hi, everyone. Lovely to, to be on here. Um, so I'm Will, as Chris said, I'm a business skills consultant in the skills team um, and we're working on the skills brokerage program. So essentially, it's a chance to reach out to businesses based in Greater Manchester, see how things are going, see whether obviously the, the COVID-19 pandemic will have impacted business and just looking at how we can help businesses through the recovery period and working towards any growth plans that the businesses might have as well. That's great. Thanks very much, Will. And, and how has the Skills Brokerage uh, project been going? Yeah, it seems to be going really well, I think. I mean, obviously, I would say that, but um, I think it does seem to be going well. We've seen lots of businesses right across Greater Manchester in a big scope in terms of size as well. So right from kind of sole traders up to the larger end of SMEs and then across um, loads of different sectors as well. So not just the sort of typical office sort of roles, but looking as well at businesses in the creative sector, social enterprises, charities, um, trades work, construction. So a wide range of businesses, definitely. And I like to think that we've provided some some good useful support for them excellent one of the things is around having a meeting so what what could a business if they're not taking up the service already what can they expect uh, from a meeting with yourself yeah, so we're meeting virtually at the moment, so no need to um, be concerned necessarily about travel if that's something that, that is an issue for you. Um, they usually last about 45 minutes and we can chat over Zoom, over Teams, over the phone, whatever would be easiest. Um, it's good to always start with a bit of a background to the company so I can get a good idea of obviously what it is that you're offering your clients, who's working there, and really kind of get a good sense of how we might be able to help you um, if there's anything that you think there might be some room for improvement in. And good, a good chance to hear obviously what seems to be working well as well so that if we're meeting with other businesses we can kind of share best practice as well so look into those future growth plans and looking at how we can help you with that and then um, doing a bit of aftercare as well so just following up after a month or so just to see how things are going whether you've been able to access any of the support we've been um, brokering for you and then obviously if there's any additional needs that arise kind of helping you up with that as well. Okay and what are the sorts of things that businesses need at the present moment in time the common queries that you you're getting in, in your meetings. Yeah, I think obviously, I mean, we've been saying a lot of the work at the moment is shifting to digital. So if there's been a change in the sort of business operational model moving from if you've done lots of things, pen and paper, and all of a sudden staff are working remotely, working online, kind of looking at providing that support for um, employees who might not be so familiar with Microsoft Office or, or working online and doing those sort of things. So finding different training or support that could be available for them. And digital marketing as well, I think that's something that a lot of businesses are are really starting to realise how useful a tool that can be in terms of generating new business and a lot of a lot of companies we've been chatting with maybe haven't necessarily pushed so heavily in that before so looking at how we can either help them upskill existing staff into that or if there is the scope to recruit looking at how we can support them filling those roles and I guess that the, the final sort of big um, point that we've been seeing especially with maybe the smaller businesses is looking at that sort of leadership and, and strategic planning really if it's your first business or it's not something that um, you've never really given much thought to before and um, 
obviously what better to test if, if those leadership skills that, than a global pandemic. So um, kind of helping businesses access this support to kind of look at how they interact with the teams, how they're managing people working remotely and putting together those plans that are going to, you know, be a really solid growth journey for that company as they come out of the recovery period. Okay, that's great. So you sit down, work out the plan, but then what? What will kind of support is actually being accessed? Uh, yeah. up, up. Um, so there is a, obviously a wide range of support that's out there and some of it is maybe a bit more time heavy, a bit more of an investment for businesses, some of it is more sort of the lightweight stuff. So I think one of the, the big areas has been apprenticeships. Um, I think one of the misconceptions about apprenticeships is just that it might only be for school leavers or might be only for new recruits, maybe at a, a slightly lower level, but um, it can be a really good way to upskill existing staff. So um, we've been dealing with some businesses who'd be interested in putting um, some of their existing in sales team on business to business sales degrees or looking at digital marketing upskilling opportunities obviously and at that sort of degree and, and master's degree level as well um, and I think obviously some businesses might not be aware that you can do chartership through an apprenticeship route as well a lot of professional bodies have created apprenticeship standards to fulfill that criteria um, which if you don't pay the apprenticeship levy and the government co-invests in the training with you it can help to reduce those training costs if that's something you're putting people through anyway but like I say obviously apprenticeships isn't for everyone um, and there is um, different sort of mentoring or coaching programs there could be sort of fully funded short courses available for people um, and then even just if you want to sit down and think oh not too sure on what funding could be out there but um, we can kind of do that research and see what you could be eligible for on your behalf and then just make it as easy as possible for, for the business really. And I think that's so important because we get a lot as you know yourself Will speaking to businesses, there's always this sort of fog of confusion a little bit, isn't there, or anything. So somebody like you can go out and point them in the right direction. I think it is an absolutely fantastic service. Which businesses can actually get involved with, uh, with, with, with the programme? Yeah, so we're meeting with SMEs who are based in Greater Manchester. Um, so that's less than 250 employees and, and having a trading base here, here within the, the borough. Is the borough the right word? I never really know. Within Greater Manchester. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We do ask that businesses haven't already received the service from ourselves before, but if that's something you're unsure of, just get in touch and we can check that out for you. Yeah. On this project, I'm sure obviously the chamber will be able to help more widely anyway. Okay, now can they book an appointment or get in touch? Yeah, yeah. So I did forget the number last time, so I have written this down. So it's 0161 393 if you want to call, or you can email services at gmchamber.co.uk. Okay, I'm sure we'll get that in the, uh, in the chat later on for people who are wanting to take advantage of this. Uh, it's a fantastic service. Like I said, there's so much confusion out there and everything just seems confused these days. But to get some help and support and guidance... Uh, in place to help businesses through what can be quite a tricky uh, uh, maze really of, of help and, and advice, especially now in these current circumstances, I think is definitely an opportunity that businesses should be taking care of. So Will, thank you very much for that. Uh, and what a fantastic hairstyle as well. If, uh, if Emmanuel and Ruby were the furthest uh, I've spoken to people on a Zoom call, that's definitely the best hairstyle I've seen now. I'm getting even more jealous of mine. But anyway, thanks very much. Uh, for that. Um, and you may have noticed today that I'm not uh, coming uh, hosting the event today uh, from my front room uh, at home. I'm actually in the office uh, in Elliot House here, the GM Chamber offices uh, at Elliot House. Um, and I'd just like to ask uh, Nathan Chu and Elliot Hall now to join us for this, uh, this next section, really, 
uh, when we're looking at uh, at some of the things that we've uh, we've uh, been doing. Obviously, we do have a members lounge here in the house, which uh, we have had to close, obviously, on the last few months. Uh, but we're looking at reopening that in a couple of weeks' time. And Elliot, first of all, I'd like to come to you. Um, once we get that open, what's the benefit to members of, of having the members lounge? Yeah, good afternoon, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Um, so for me, the Members Lounge is all about providing members with a great opportunity to set up their laptop, uh, catch up on some emails maybe, or perhaps make a few phone calls. Uh, it's an informal setting uh, with other like-minded businesses. Um, there's free Wi-Fi, free tea and coffee. Uh, it's a really great alternative to working from some of the uh, local hotels or coffee shops uh, in and around the city centre. We're really fortunate that the space is accessible, whether you're visiting via public transport, you know, there's several tram stops and train stations nearby, or if you're driving in, there's a huge range of local car parks to choose from, uh, from within half a mile of the office as well. Um, so you never really know who you're going to bump into at the Members Lounge. It could be a potential client or somebody that you recognize from a previous chamber event, uh, or it could even be a fellow business owner that you can connect and share ideas with. Okay, I'll come back to you in a minute, Ali. There's a couple of more questions. But Nathan, I'd just like to come to you now, because we are, we are looking, aren't we, at reopening the, uh, the members' lounge in particular. I just want to focus on that. Uh, but obviously, before, I mean, it was just a case if you walk in and come into it, we're not going to be able to do that when we reopen in a couple of weeks. So, how will members be able to uh, Yeah, no, no, unfortunately, obviously, the, the, uh, the situation being what it is, we can't open it in quite the same way. But I think it's really exciting that we are able to offer this service to members again. Um, the, the difference will be that, that members who wish to attend the lounge will just have to book through uh, a system that we've, uh, that we've implemented. Uh, and that, the message of how to do that will be coming out in tomorrow's brief, I think, um, which will also have the link. And you can book anything up to a three-hour session. So if you're coming into town, it gives you a you know, good long period of time to be able to come in and get out of the rain and, and do all that sort of stuff in between your meetings or whatever you're doing. It'll, it'll be good to have you back. Yeah, well, and also, I mean, Chamber Space, the, the meeting uh, rooms, they've been open uh, for a couple of weeks, haven't they? So just remind us about some of the measures that have been put in place uh, to make sure we can keep people safe, but we can get the members' lounge back open again. Yeah, of course. So I think we've, we've been quite lucky being able to get, because we've got quite, a, quite an agile space that we can, uh, we can play around with. We've, we've had the venue open and had several clients back in uh, over the last few weeks. And, uh, you know, that's allowed us to put things in place like our thermal imaging camera on the reception that uh, reaches temperatures as you come in, uh, a track and trace system, obviously, that uh, we're all used to uh, 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 putting in details for those. Now we have one of those as well. And you will notice if you do come back, if you've came, come to us before, that there are um, one-way systems in place. Uh, so, so you can keep your eyes out for those because it's very easy to, uh, to, to miss a one-way system, believe it or not, when you, when you come, to, come to a building that you've been in before. But, you know, just every, everywhere in the space, we've been, we've been really uh, lucky in the sense that we've been able to keep everything very socially distanced, but still have that nice sort of um, uh, welcoming feel to the building when you come in. Yeah, I, th I think that's absolutely crucial. And again, I said it a couple of weeks ago, my first time back in uh, after the pandemic, it's done an absolutely superb job at just 
only um, it, it looking safe, feeling safe in a good place as well. It's still got that unique feel about it, I think, really. So uh, hats off to, uh, to Nathan and the team here for, for, for doing that. Elliot, I just want to come back to you now, but obviously you're, you're on the team and you deal with members day in, day out. Um, what does the opening of Elliot House in general mean for members? Well, one of the key aspects of the reopening for members uh, is the fact that many of the chamber team will now be spending uh, more and more of their time back in the office as well. Uh, so hopefully this will provide members with a chance to connect with their account manager or their regional membership manager to discuss any upcoming events and opportunities and to find out about the latest updates in their area or industry. Um, we're also spending a lot more time looking into hybrid events as well. Uh, which could include a mixture of webinars and face-to-face -face meetings. Uh, clearly, we're moving in the right direction to uh, launch those, hopefully in the not-too-distant future. Um, however, we need to make sure that we're keeping in line with all the latest advice at a, uh, a national level, a local level. Absolutely, that's, that's so important. And Elliot, you've been working, and obviously Nathan and myself are, are in today, and a couple of other people as well, but you've been working the odd day at Elliot House since uh, lockdown uh, restrictions worries. How have you found that yourself? Um, well, we've been really fortunate to have been constantly updated uh, on the developments surrounding uh, the reopening of Elliot House and the Members Lounge. So during uh, my own personal uh, visit to the office last month, uh, Nathan provided me with a uh, more detailed overview of the steps that have been taken to manage and mitigate the risks. Um, it was clear that a significant amount of time and effort had gone into identifying um, some of the potential challenges that me and the team uh, might face uh, when returning back to work. Uh, the most noticeable uh, thing for me was the addition of the sanitization stations uh, dotted around the building, um, as well as the sheer amount of space uh, that we each had to move around our individual workspace. Um, so yeah, all the signs are really encouraging. Uh, I'm looking forward to spending a couple more days there this month as well. Excellent. Thanks very much, Elliot, and thanks very much, Nathan. And again, you know, this is a very timely conversation we're having here uh, with the increased focus, both at a, a national and a local level, on, on getting more people to come back in, into office spaces and things like that. I, don't, I refuse completely to use the phrase return to work. Uh, I'll just guarantee anybody in any conversation, I've probably been working harder at home uh, over the last five months than maybe an equivalent time spent in the office. So I don't like the phrase returning to work. We're, we are returning to work, we can work. And I think that's a very, very important factor. Uh, but again, it's all about making sure people are safe, they feel safe and keeping them safe. And there's been a fantastic load of work done here by the team uh, to get Elliot House back up and running. It is open, chamber space, the rooms can be hired. And as Nathan said, look out for more information of how you can book your space and come back into the members' lounge in the next couple of weeks. So thanks very much, Elliot, and thanks very much, Nathan, for that. Our final speaker today is, uh, is Subra, and I'm going to ask him to just give us a quick update on where we're up to with the recovery tracker. Subra, over to you. Unmute yourself. Okay, thank you, Chris. Uh, hopefully everyone can uh, see my slides at the moment. If you can't, uh, please let me know. And if you can't hear me again, please let me know because we do have a backup plan. Um, so I have three minutes and I'll try and get through this in three. 
so uh, you know what the recovery tracker is. It is a regular uh, monitor of Greater Manchester's um, uh, businesses. Uh, we have been tracking the impact of COVID-19 since the end of March. And uh, after uh, the end of June, when we did the second quarter QES, we converted that into the uh, recovery tracker. So this is the fourth recovery tracker. The fieldwork for this uh, survey was done between the 16th of August and the 31st of August. So yesterday, uh, which means this is hot off the press. The topics covered, uh, the usual ones, uh, customer demand, changes to workforce, cash flow positions, business confidence, and any other issues of uh, concern. So what is customer demand looking like at the moment? Now, it's a mixed picture in the last uh, fortnight. Uh, current sales have gone up slightly, you know, just slightly from minus 16 to minus 15, but advance orders have actually gone down uh, from about minus 19 to minus 21.4. I wouldn't probably read too much into this, uh, because August, as you know, is the holiday season. Uh, there is a slight slowdown that we regularly notice in August. Uh, the, the the key boost to August comes uh, from uh, summer spending, you know, whether that is uh, retail sales, hospitality, and so on. And we know that that is slightly depressed at the moment. Uh, but the important thing here is that the balances are still uh, negative. And that has now been fed into uh, our outlook, the recovery trackers uh, forecasting model, which I will get to later. So that's on customer demand, a mixed picture. What is cash flow looking like? There has been a slight improvement uh, in cash flow positions, again, from minus 16 to minus uh, 14. So in other words, the balance is still negative and the outlook is that it will continue to be negative uh, for uh, some more uh, weeks. And these two issues, customer demand, reduced customer uh, revenues, et cetera, and cash flow positions. These have been the most important issues of concern from the very end of March, and that hasn't changed even in this quarter. So what is different? Uh, you would have no doubt heard news uh, emerging primarily from big uh, retail chains and also some others about uh, changes to their workforce. So there are more and more businesses which are talking about uh, shedding um, jobs and they are restricted to some sectors, but it is not entirely restricted. I mean, there are uh, businesses within manufacturing, construction, et cetera, um, Lang O'Rourke, you know, big construction company, even they have started consultations around redundancies. And that is being clearly captured in our recovery tracker. And this is why the recovery tracker is an extremely important piece of work because we get minute by minute updates uh, because business leaders like yourselves are responding to this. Uh, so what the latest data shows is that in the last two weeks, up to 18% of businesses have reported having um, decreased their workforce and another 14% report that they will decrease their workforce in the next uh, fortnight. But the absolute majority, you know, 72% in the last fortnight and over 80% in the next uh, fortnight report that there will not be further changes um, taking place. Now, the decreases are slightly of concern because the furlough scheme is over. As of the 30th of June, you could not put any more uh, employees on furlough. So any reductions at this stage must mean either a reduction in the number of hours that an employee might be working for, or indeed uh, shedding jobs through uh, redundancies. And we will keep an eye on this as, uh, as we go along. Uh, and then finally, so these are developments, these are the latest developments, and what does that mean for our customer demand forecast? So this is the outlook for Greater Manchester's economic recovery. Um, so key thing to point out, there is absolutely no chance for a rapid V-shaped turnaround. A rapid V-shaped uh, turnaround you know, was talked about earlier on in April and May. It is not going to happen. What we are having is a tick mark or a Nike swoosh uh, type uh, recovery. 
And we have uh, developed this and constantly updated. And what has happened, Chris, and, uh, you, know, you might remember, Chris, we had a chat a few days ago about you know, constantly updating, and I said the angle at which the, uh, the line moves. You know, would it be close to 90 degrees or would it be more like 180? It looks like it is going to be somewhere in between. So the key point is the revised outlook shows a much more muted recovery trend. Okay, there, is that, there has been that slight dampening in demand in August. Again, it could be holiday season, it could be weather, it could be a variety of factors, but there has been that slight dampening. And so the current balances are lower than initially expected. So we are at uh, minus um, 14 uh, and minus uh, 21 for current sales and uh, advance orders respectively. We expected that to be around minus 10 and minus 15 respectively. So clearly there has been that slight reduction, but the overall trend uh, seems to be the, uh, on, on track for the mark shaped recovery. What this means is that we will breach positive territory only at the beginning of October. Okay, so it will be well into you know, the first week or the second week of October, as opposed to maybe two, two and a half weeks before that. And we will revise it as we go along. Uh, so just finally, before I sign off and hand back to Chris, uh, our fifth recovery tracker has launched this morning. Um, if you haven't filled it in already, please do. We will share the link via the chat functionality. It is extremely important that you respond to these surveys because I am just replaying the data that you have shared with us with informed commentary. Ultimately, this is data that you have given us. And so it is extremely important that you continue to help us collecting these uh, responses. With that, I'll hand over back to you, Chris. Okay, thanks very much, Subra. And uh, just to reinforce that last message there from him about filling out the, this information, it's so important. This is, you know, very accurate stuff. And uh, as you just said, this, you know, this survey was open uh, up to yesterday, you know, and it's interesting when you hear government figures from six months ago and people are, are, are you know, thinking it's the end of the world because of what was happening six months ago. These are live figures virtually that we're seeing here and we can base what we're forecasting and what we expect to see on that. And it's also important as well that that line up is getting shallower and shallower and longer and longer as we go through. But again, that's to be expected again from what people are telling us and what businesses are actually telling us. Uh, so it's so important that you do uh, please take part in those surveys as and when you can do. Um, we've just got a couple of minutes. Any, any questions from anything that anybody's heard today? Uh, or anything like that. There's uh, a lot of information going through the chat box there at the present moment in time. We've got contact details uh, from Emmanuel, from Ruby. Uh, we've got the links from Will there about helping uh, access the skills brokerage program um, and, uh, and everything else in between. And like I said, if there's anything, any section on this you want to listen to again, you can do uh, through our YouTube channel or, or also the podcast as well, which will be live in the next 24 hours. So if nobody has got any questions, doesn't appear to be anything. I usually say that and then somebody types something in just as I'm about to close the event. No, okay, that's absolutely fantastic. No problem whatsoever. If you wanna get in touch with any of us or anything you've heard uh, today, please do so. Uh, just wanna remind people that the next uh, Chamber Live briefing event is gonna be in two weeks. So that's two weeks today, that's the 15th of September, but a change of time yet again, we're going to the morning. Uh, we're gonna be doing that at 10 a.m. on the 15th of September. Look out for more information on that in the brief. 
Uh, speaking of which, look out in your inboxes as well later on today, uh, as you'll be getting copies of the events brief as well, with all the information about all the events that we're running, whether it's international trade, professional development, whatever you want, networking, uh, we've got details about that. Our next Chamber Networking event is next Tuesday uh, on the 8th of September, so please uh, book for that. They are proving very, very popular. Uh, so if you want to guarantee your place there, then don't delay book today, as they say. So without any further ado, I'd just like to thank all our speakers. Thanks very much again to Ruby, to Emmanuel as well, joining us uh, from, uh, from Ghana and Kenya. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, thanks very much to Will, thanks to Elliot, thanks to Nathan, and also thanks to Subra as well for keeping us all up to date with what's going on here in the Greater Manchester Economy. But most of all, thank you all for joining us today. Have a great rest of the day and stay safe. Thank you very much.